0: Welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host. I'm so glad to have you here. Joe Chung and Mark Osterman are here as well. And we have a really fun show for you. Joe just got back from his Cape Cod family vacation. So he's going to give us some practical advice for planning a trip out there, some of the cool things to see, booking long-term rentals, things like that. We're also going to dive into Tonga. Our recent new contributor, Zoe, has been stuck there since the beginning of COVID-19, and she's going to peel back the curtain to show us a little bit about what it's like, some of the good things, some of the struggles... And then we're going to close out by talking about Citi and getting credit cards. Joe had some recent adventures with Citi this week. We're going to go over all of that stuff, including annual fees, getting new cards and rapid fires and more. So stick around. But first, if you like the show, please consider subscribing. MTMPodcast.com is where you can go for all of the links to subscribe. Make sure to tell a friend about the show. Let people know we're here. Share our YouTube channel. Share our website. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. So, uh, hey, guys, how was your uh, weekend? Mark, have any good parties uh, that you attended this weekend at the fraternity houses or uh, good bars?
1: So I met up with a buddy uh, on Friday night and we went to a place and they have and I I know quite a few places have something like this. Um, We have a thing called foaling in Detroit where it's like bowling and football mixed and they have a like a soda or pop can machine and they'll have like beer in it. And one of the selections is mystery and it's like cheap, like half the price or whatever. And you get whatever you get. So the place we went had a thing called brown bag where they bring out a can of beer and a brown bag. You pay two fifty and then whatever you get, you get. And my buddy's like, I don't really care as long as you don't have natty light. Like, that's the only thing I don't want. And I'm like, I don't even think bars like I, I can't remember the last time I saw a bar that had natty light. And he's like, Yeah, like in the UP of Michigan, maybe. And the waitress is like, Yeah, I don't think we even buy that. So you're fine. And of course, the very first bag I get is Natty Light, Natty Ice. <laughs> and he got a uh he got a local brewery uh, beer that was like seven dollars a can, so he came out way ahead, and I got like the fifty cent can of of Natty Ice. I know I've that's, had like
0: one of those in my life. but I can't. I just. Made I mean, part of them, but I don't know how they taste
1: when it when it's going down. It tastes just like like Miller Light. It's the it's the aftertaste that makes it not great. Like just got like a really bitter aftertaste. So it, that's what gets like the cheapness of it. But like when you're first. Drinking it and it hits your taste buds, it doesn't taste any different than most light American beers. But the next time I got Miller Light, and then the time after that it was Stella, and I got um a craft beer too. So all in all, it came out ahead. And then it's kind of fun because you see who wins and who loses each round.
0: So here's Mark's advice: when at first you don't succeed, keep drinking more beer, and eventually you'll get a good one. Well, once you have so many, it all tastes the same. So yeah, that's true. It's better to get the good (laughs) one up front and then I gotta uh, get the natty ice last.
1: Yeah. So you might want to just order like 6 at one time and then like kind of like put them in order and then drink it from the best to the worst. Maybe that's the way to go. That sounds like great advice.
0: <laughs> Absolutely great advice.
1: How about you Sean, what uh what do you have going on this weekend? Did uh is Ellie starting school virtually this week or when does that start up?
0: Oh my god, you I don't I don't even want to get started on how terrible this whole situation is with the virtual school. Yeah, she started yesterday, which was very sad but kind of cool we, you know, filmed it and all that but we learned that essentially the school district has the same plan for five year olds as they do for high school kids. And she has to sit in front of a computer for six hours with us making sure that she has to sit there. So I don't know how that's sustainable or a good plan or anything, but that's our life now trying to figure out how to sit by a a five year old for six hours while she goes to kindergarten on a computer. Oh,
1: wow. I know I'm I'm, uh, excited for tomorrow because I will finally have freedom. My kids will be gone for the day starting tomorrow tomorrow in school yes very jealous so jealous <laughs> congrats first time in uh what has it been like five months that I'll spent maybe six months I'll spend a day without them attached to my hip so no
2: no no you had that uh weekend where your wife took them to the pool <laughs>
1: that's right I had that day and a half it was glorious it was the best vacation I've ever Wait, No, had. didn't
0: no you lost power right that was oh yeah we game. ended
1: up losing yeah but the power only went out for like an hour or
0: two so i took a nap so it was okay yes sel- selective memory he's like that's the best vacation i've ever had <laughs> he had no power and it was still the best <laughs> that's how good it was yes that's how good it was
2: it's... his uh toilet broke and overflowed but it was great wait i just I, it makes no sense for them to be on zoom for 6 hours for kindergarten i mean half of kindergarten is recess
0: yeah i don't get it either but like we confirmed i was like oh surely like i got the schedule and then we're like surely they won't actually be this and I mean, there's times where she gets independent study, but essentially she has to be there at eight in the morning and she has to be there through two in the afternoon. It's actually seven hours with lunch in the middle. There's times that she has to be there throughout the day. So each, I was hoping to be like an hour, hour and a half in the morning, get to work and then we can work it out with her. But no, this needs yeah. to end quickly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, what happens if like she, if you were to like cut school or whatever, they're not going to send truancy after you. I mean, I don't, I just, it makes no sense.
0: Well honestly, I mean at this point if if I expected this to go on a long time, I would just pull her out and homeschool her because I just feel like I could give her all of the stuff she needs to learn. I don't want to homeschool. I would rather her go to class and stuff, but this doesn't seem like the the best way to do it. But I know that they're just learning. The last semester obviously things were rushed and I think our school district did like 1 hour a week of Zoom time with the teachers. So they've tried to do something different here and maybe they'll have to adjust back the other way. I don't know, I think we're going to we'll we'll tell the principal and we'll give them our feedback and hopefully other parents do so that they can make it better and tweak it. But I mean, I certainly, this teacher is working her butt off trying to, can you imagine trying to teach 18 five-year-olds via, you know, via video chat? I mean, it's gotta be so hard for her too.
2: Yeah. I mean, we're a mess over here too. Like amongst the five of us, we have four different schools that we need to worry about. But in Massachusetts, what they did was I assume you guys have like statewide, you have to have X number of days of school. Uh, And for us, it's 180, but they subtracted 10 days. So what's happened is every single school has postponed. So my daughter starting September 18th, she's all remote. My students are supposed to start September 23rd. They're starting all remote, but Boston has this crazy phase-in process, which between October 1st and November 16th, we're supposed to be phasing kids in hybrid. November 16th would be high school kids who would be last, but we'll see if that's what ends up happening. And then my son who uh, goes to, is going to private kindergarten. He's supposed to start in person, but they got pushed to the 23rd. So, oh, I got, I got all my dates wrong, but anyway, he got pushed. So now we have like three weeks of no school and nothing to do. I mean, my wife and I have meetings, but anyway, it's just crazy here in Massachusetts. Like no one knows what's going on. So I guess we'll have to see.
0: Yeah. Before anybody sends us hate mail for complaining. I know everybody's in the same situation. I don't think I'm unique. Uh, You know, it's frustrating. It's hard for everybody. And I I feel for everybody out there and Believe me, I'm not going. To, we're not feeling sorry for ourselves here. Yeah, we're not complaining. We want people
2: to know we feel your pain, except for Mark, who's bragging that his kids are going to school. <laughs> I feel
1: none of your
0: pain. Mark's like, I'm free and easy. Mark has his summer cottage and his kids are going to school. Life is good for him, <laughs> or he will have his summer cottage soon.
1: Uh, yeah, when the Hopefully. summer's over and I won't be able to use it at all. <laughs> Perfect timing. But uh, we did, we locked up the uh, interest rate 2.75%, which is just insane. I don't even know. Like I I told a PDX Steel's guy, it's like free money. And he's like, no, you still have to pay it. I'm like, yes. (laughs) Way to be a buzzkill. Way
0: to be a buzzkill. I get that.
1: But like, that's so (laughs) cheap, man. I mean, no wonder the housing market's going bananas with refinances and purchases, because if you're basing it on your payment that you can afford and the interest rate is that much lower, you can afford more house right now if you can lock that in. So I think that's why uh, houses are getting bid up so high, part of the reason at least. And the other part is people are tired of being in the place they're in.
0: It's something to consider the interest rate being lower now, that has to do with the values and what you can afford and that's for sure affecting the the market. Well, another
2: play I was thinking about doing was refinancing. I like have very little left to pay off on this house, thankfully, Uh, I've been here for many years. But I was thinking about refinancing at the lower rate and borrowing like an extra hundred thousand dollars and just like um, just investing it, just investing it or I don't know. I, I decided not to do it because, like you said, Mark, my whole family wants to move. So we might have to actually buy a new house. But, you know, a couple of months ago, I was thinking, well, with interest rates so low, I could refinance, borrow extra on top of what I still owe and then, you know, if it's at 2.7% or whatever, I can try to get like a 5% return and I can like make money on uh, what's going on. So, you know, it's just, there are plays out there that you can do with these interest rates so low right now.
1: That's yeah. actually what we, uh, we did. We refinanced our ho- our house like a year ago, planning to move or do the cottage thing. We pulled money out. So we have it on the sidelines. Cause I didn't want to do the whole like contingent on me selling my house or having people look at my house while I'm trying to buy a house and keeping it all clutter free and everything. So I wanted the money out on the sideline versus waiting to sell, and then I can go purchase the house while carrying the other house, move all the stuff out, and then sell it. You know, type of thing. But and it gave us options,
0: and that's where the money came for uh, from for the cottage. So it all worked well, out. I, I will say that if people listening are interested in finding out more about mortgage, uh, I come from a family. I have two brothers who both own mortgage companies, and I used to be a loan officer. So if that's a topic that you'd be interested in hearing on the show, I'm sure I can get. Uh, one of them to to come on the show and talk about mortgage, like the questions that you have pertaining to to what's going on with the mortgage industry and things like that. Neither one of them are into travel hacking, but uh, I could probably bridge those two worlds pretty well. Yeah. So if that's what you want to hear on the show, if, you'd, if you're if you interested in, in learning more about the mortgage industry now, what's going on, why rates are low, uh, what the banks are doing when they're tightening, things like that, let us know because I can probably uh, do that. And I think maybe that'd be a good uh, segment on a future show uh, for people out there. You were a loan officer. I didn't know yeah. that. So I started my my adult career. I start, I worked my way up. I started as a bus boy at IHOP when I was 16. And I worked my way up to being a GM by the time I was 20. And then at 21, I left IHOP and went into work in living trusts and estate planning for a few years. So helping old people get all their assets in the living trusts and sort of a morbid way to, to make a living, I think, uh, when you're 20 years old. But anyway, I learned a lot about that. Then I went into mortgage and that's the job I did until I left and traveled the world. So I was a loan officer.
1: Sean's a jack of all trade.
0: I, I mean, it was the family I business. I had two brothers doing it and they've been, both my brothers have been doing it for about 20 years. And so I had two brothers doing it. And so it was an easy uh, sort of thing to get into. And then, you know, it's not the thing I want to do with my life. I don't like the the, the stress and all that stuff. I went a different direction. But it gave me a great understanding of the mortgage industry, of how things work, of you know, how you can do it. And that's, I think, served me pretty well over the years. I knew about the IHOP. Uh, isn't that where you met Jasmine? That is where I met Jasmine. Yes. Yes. Good old, good old IHOP. I have not been into that IHOP in many, many years or any IHOP actually. So <laughs> fraternizing with,
1: with the uh, subordinates. You're lucky she didn't
0: bring up charges on you. <laughs> we started out as equals. And then I mean, by the time I got, I was the, the head honcho. She didn't work for me. So that's okay. She
2: already loved you. You know, she, <laughs> she, loved did, she, you, went,
0: she, she left IHOP for a casino for a nice casino restaurant job at that time because she got better benefits. And yeah, uh, IHOP wasn't the greatest, the greatest of jobs, but I learned a lot there. And so I'm happy for that. And I also learned that restaurants wildly underpay their managers. And that's a hard, hard job to do. So I have a lot of respect. Well, just any employees in restaurants. So servers end up making more of the managers a lot with tips, don't they? That's why I didn't become a manager for so long, because I was making more as the as the. Basically, I started opening the restaurant and I did that for years and I made more doing that than I would have as a, well, actually than I did later on as a manager. I, when I eventually went on the management track, I actually was working like 80 hours a week for like I, I think I started as an assistant manager at like 550 a week in pay for 80 hours a week. It was, it's insane. I don't even know why anybody uh, would do that. Uh, like I said, I learned a lot. So it was a good experience. Let's move on to the show. We were talking about vacation homes, Mark and Joe just got back from a very, very bougie vacation up in Cape Cod, and I think he wanted to talk to us a little bit about it. And you, you guys, booked a, a long term rental up there, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. Uh, it was very bougie. Uh, it was a super nice house. Uh, we got it on. Wait, I forgot. You guys said this a couple of weeks ago. They want us to say Verbo, not VRBO. Yeah, Verbo. Yeah, Verbo. Yeah. So I booked it on Verbo. A quick note on that. I realized, like I booked it three or four months ago and I was just like, okay, let's just um, let's just book this. And it had a nice cancellation policy. You know how a lot of those houses have a strict cancellation policy, but this one had a two week cancellation policy. So I was like, okay, let's book this and then hopefully we get to go. And so I booked it just with cash, like on Verbo. But I found out later, I don't know if you guys knew this, but did you know that uh, Vrbo's on Expedia? I did not know that, no. No. Yeah, so like most of the houses that are on Verbo. Uh, Are on Expedia as well. So I realized that I could have, uh, I don't know if you guys got, but I got that Expedia credit card last year in the hopes that I could uh, redeem at like 1.2 cents per point or whatever it is for the premium ones, but I probably won't be able to do that. But you could still redeem for 0.7 cents per point. And I have like $600 worth of Expedia money. So I could have used that. Another play that I could have uh, realized, did not realize I could have done when I booked this is actually as a travel agent, I can book through Expedia and earn a commission on that. So all these ways I could have saved money on this super expensive uh, house that was like five bedrooms and, you know, had views of the water and stuff like that. But uh, of course I didn't. And I just paid cash and I did uh, pay for it with my city AT&T access more, which no longer exists, but I, I did get three X thank you points on that at least, but I don't know. I kind of wish I had known those other things before.
0: So do you have, do you have a good retention offer on that card at least so that you, you could earn the extra two X
2: it's uh Oh, on the AT&T more. Yeah, I did. So it ended up being five X. So um nice uh, was, way to bury
1: cool. the lead. Yeah. So I'm just trying to uh, save
2: you after you just <laughs> said all the terrible things that you didn't do to save money. I just <laughs> wait till, just, to just, wait, just wait till later in the episode. uh Mark question for you on the lake. Is there like kayaking and stuff like that? Like, uh, do you guys have a kayak or do you plan to get a kayak with your new lake house?
1: They do they have it like um cuz there's beaches at the end of Every Street like down steps and they do have like all these things set up where they'll people stack their kayaks or canoes or whatever so there are definitely some people that use it. I don't know if I will. It's it's never been something I've been into but maybe the kids will want to do canoeing or something and and we'll have one but I wouldn't I'm not planning on it. <laughs> are you big into it? Uh I am not big into it. Um by the way, funny
2: comment Uh, in the chat. Lots of people are selling kayaks right now. I don't know if you know this, Sean, you're a reseller. You might know this better, but uh, I didn't realize this until like two weeks ago. My friend said uh, they were
0: selling kayaks. Yeah. Carlos, one of our uh, readers and our diamond Patreon, he's selling a lot of kayaks. I haven't here just because I think the weather here is a little different. And so I focused on other stuff and you have like the bandwidth. You can only focus on so many things, but kayaks have been big and pools have been big and all kinds of stuff. But yeah, people are getting there for kayaks. I think this time of year, like when it starts to cool off, maybe the fall is better for kayaks here in Vegas. I don't know. Maybe I'll find out.
2: Yeah. So anyway, uh, my kids really want to kayak and the house came with a few kayaks. But the best thing about the house was that it was about a two minute walk to it's not a beach, but it's like um, there are views of kind of they're not tidal pools, but there's like a sandbar that as when it's high tide, you can't see it at all. But at low tide, you know, you can see it. So at low tide, you can walk out to it. In fact, you can always walk out to it. The water's never higher than, say, my chest. So it could walk out to that sandbar. But anyway, we could walk maybe 400 yards to this little boat launch. And there was multiple kayaks that came with the house. Um, and so we had to figure out like how to strap the kayaks onto this kayak mover thing because it's too heavy to carry. But we went kayaking a lot. Turns out, though, that when the wind is blowing very hard, you should not go kayaking. I went the first time I went out with my daughter, the wind was blowing really hard and I could see the waves. And I've like I used to kayak in high school, like on the Delaware and stuff in New Jersey where the water is like very calm. So I was very used to it. <laughs> I got into the kayak. And I started paddling and we did not go anywhere. Like we moved nowhere. And I was just like, I was just like, uh, okay, this is pretty bad. And my daughter was like, oh, this is so fun. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. And I'm like, hey, I'm worried we're
1: going to die here because I can't move this it's kayak. Like a, it's like a crew rowing machine or something. You're just rowing in place. No, exactly. I was like <laughs> rowing like crazy. And she had
2: like, she had like this little kitty paddle. You know, she's seven years old, so she has some strength, but still, like, not enough for this situation. She had this little, like, kitty paddle, and she was like, I'm kayaking, daddy. And I'm like, No, we're not doing anything, we're not moving anywhere. I was like, I was, my heart rate actually did elevate, but ultimately, I was not super worried because. Like I said, the water doesn't go past my chest. So I knew that in a worst case scenario, if I got stuck, um, I could just jump out and drag the kayak back, which uh, our friends joined us like for the last two days of the trip. And so my friend and his daughter went out and they did get stuck and he did have to, he came back with like sopping wet with his shirt off because he had to jump out of the kayak to drag it back. So definitely be careful uh, when you're kayaking. But other than that, it was, you know, kayaking was great. I mean, my kids really loved it. And so we went out a bunch doing that. A lot of relaxing. It's really nice. Cape Cod. You can actually see the sunset over a beach, which isn't like super easy to do on um, the East Coast. Um, So that was really awesome. We saw saw the sunset like four or five times. Kids went to bed at like 11 o'clock every night. Like I said, our friends came the last two days and that was like the first time my kids had seen other kids in person, like other human, real human children in person. Um, So yeah, it was just a great trip, really relaxing. Like I said, last week I was off Twitter, which was uh, very detoxifying. I've actually been using it less since I got back. So yeah, it was a great trip and was super glad that we got to go.
0: Sounds like a great trip. And now moving on to another popular vacation destination, let's talk about Tonga because we had a cool article on the website by a new contributor, Zoe, who is in Tonga and she's been there and it's a popular vacation destination where no tourists are allowed to go right now. And it's actually one of what, 10 countries, Mark, that doesn't have coronavirus?
1: Yeah, I think she said there's 12 technically that have reported no cases, but two of them are just basically not reporting anything. So it's assumed that they do have cases. Like North Korea? Yeah. So there's 10 countries. This is one of them. And she kind of details like and there's a previous article I think we talked about in in a previous episode um, about why she's stranded there, she went on vacation there right as this happened, and she's been kind of stuck in Tonga ever since because uh, they're not letting people come or go. Um, so she had to find a house and everything. And, and out of Joe's multiple requests, she's going to write a follow-up article explaining like what she's doing for money and how she found her place. And um, I think there there was even like a tropical storm that came and washed away the house she was living in and took her purse and her shoe with it. So, wow. <laughs> So it's been Amazing kind of, story. Yeah. Crazy experience. Um, but I was really interested um, because they haven't had any cases and she details everything they've done over the last eight months. Like they still have police checkpoints. If you're leaving from one town to another, you have to give them a, a valid reason, like going grocery shopping or something. And people are still wearing masks and they're practicing social distancing and, and all this stuff, like anything that comes into port, sits in port for three, four days before they'll unload it. And it's, it's impressive that they're keeping it up with having no cases. You think they'd be like, Hey, we're all locked down. Nobody's coming and going. So let's just act like normal, but they're, t- they're taking some extreme steps and it good for them that they're able to, to continue to do it. I mean, I mean, it's easier because it's a smaller Island setting, but it's still kind of, it's a crazy story. And, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, um, I think I was talking on Twitter about
2: like how I've been rewatching Jurassic park, like over and over and over again. And you know, life finds a way. So I do think that it's smart that they have like things locked out. And it's funny because if you're familiar with the Jurassic park franchise, at least the original trilogy, like some animals like escape or maybe it's the books, but animals escape the Island on cargo ships. So when she was writing about that part where she said, like when stuff comes into port, it has to sit there for four days. I was like, yeah, you never know like who could be stowing away or like if some crew member of a cargo ship like gets off and you know so to me it still makes sense that they have things locked down although i agree with you mark it is a little wild to me that they're still so strict even though you know they've had no cases but maybe that's why they've had no cases
0: but they still have a ton of people that are stuck that live there that are stuck overseas that they won't let back i think they she said they only only had two flights repatriation flights so far and i think she even said the queen was stuck out of the country right yeah i saw that that's weird yeah yeah it's you think think she'd get priority (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she doesn't want to come back. Like, yeah, you would think the queen could somehow figure out a way to get herself back.
1: Depends on where she's at. She's
2: in New I Zealand. Mean.
0: She's like, I'm good.
2: They have live sports <laughs> here again. I, I know they have a few cases
0: recently, but but I mean, also, I mean, it's been devastating, obviously, to their economy, which the main part of their economy is tourism. And uh, I didn't know you can actually swim with whales. I don't know if this is good or bad. So if it's not environmentally good, I, I'm not saying I'm not advocating for it. But I just thought that was interesting. I didn't know that you could swim with whales anywhere. But apparently in Tonga, you can. And so, yeah, I mean, it seems like they have kept themselves safe from the virus, but certainly they have sacrificed their entire tourism industry. And so that's going to be something that's going to affect them for a long time. I just find it interesting that we get to have this sort of look into what's going on there that we normally wouldn't. And I hope that everybody out there enjoys the articles. And like Mark said, she's going to write some more follow ups so that we get even more of a, of a picture of what's there per Joe's request. I'm just
2: like so fascinated by her story. I want her to write like 10 articles. So (laughs) thank you. Thank you for passing along my interests.
1: No, I find it interesting. Like she brings it up too. She's like, it's inevitable that they're going to get COVID-19 there at some point. And like, at that point is the only time they'll realize was all this worth it. You know, does it have an outbreak? Did it just delay a year and they have an outbreak and they have no immunity built up? You know, there's so many questions left unanswered and nobody really knows what the best route is right now. Um, so they're doing what they think is best right now. But who knows what it what it will look like two years from now. You know, it, was this pointless or or was it the best thing they ever did? So that'll be interesting to to see. And she's also got an article coming out when the podcast drops on Thursday. So be sure to to check it out. It'll be about her. She's been to North Korea 30 times or almost 30 times. So it's talking about her experience there, why she keeps going back and she does tours there and everything. So super interesting um, stuff and super excited to have her a part of the team. Yeah. And if you like her
0: content, if you like this kind of content, please let us know because we're trying to bring you different voices and different unique things that you can read and see and learn from. And I think that this is a perfect example of that. So let us know that, you, that you're that you enjoying this stuff if you are and leave her some comments, interact with her on the part on the post too, because I know that she'd love to hear from everybody out there listening and reading and uh, all that as well. And now let's... I'm
2: enjoying it. Just want to put that out there. I'm enjoying
1: it. <laughs> yeah, and she's got, um, uh, there's links in her author bio and stuff. She's got a YouTube channel that she gives updates to Joe. So if you want some Tonga videos, she's got some stuff there too.
0: So check that out as well. All right. And let's talk about City, Joe, because you screwed up this week, didn't you? On an annual fee. And you want to you confess.
2: Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but ever since this all started, I've just been kind of less focused or less, um, you know, paying attention to what's been going on. And actually um, I'll talk about that more in rapid fire, but what happened was, you know, I had all these uh, city AA cards um, and uh, they at some point in the last year became no longer useful to me, but you know, for all of them, I was just waiting for their annual fee to hit before I canceled them. So I actually like converted a bunch to city double caches. I converted one to a city rewards. plus. Actually. Um, Carlos had a question in the chat. He said he had a free AA card and he was asking if you could product switch the free AA to either City Double Cash or Rewards Plus. Yeah, I think you can do that. I um what I've been doing is been re- I've been product switching my annual fee AA cards to both the double cash and the rewards plus. And so I don't think you can go wrong either way. Uh Carlos asked which ones we would recommend, but you know, I think it just depends on what you're looking for. Like the rewards plus, you can gain some thank you. Re- points on but the double cash is always like cash so
1: i think you can actually like pretty much product change them to pretty almost anything that is their personal card like on their personal card list like they're pretty open with that so that's that's one of the few cool things city does
2: yeah (laughs) like for some reason i did not realize this or I had forgotten this until I started canceling all these city AA cards, you know, because I remember like at least one of the banks, you know, you have to stay within the same family or whatever. Anyway, so I've been canceling them as the annual fee comes up. But like you said, Sean, I missed one. Uh, the annual fee hit in June and, you know, I had my card on auto pay. So I was like looking at my account today and I was like, oh, shoot the city A card, how come I didn't cancel it? And I was like, oh crap. So I had been charged the $99 annual fee. I had paid it and stuff like that. So I called to cancel today and I asked them, I know it's been two months, but uh the pandemic, blah, blah, blah. You know, do you think you can refund the annual fee? And she's like, uh, we can't do that. But if you switch to a no annual fee card, we'll prorate the annual fee. So I switched again, because this one I was planning to just straight up cancel because I wanted some of that credit line back. But anyway, I did not cancel it. So I just instead... Converted it to a double cash. And so they said the annual fee is going to be prorated. I looked up online later though. It said that they should prorate and return the annual fee, even if I cancel it. But you know, what's done is done. I've uh, done that. So I don't know. I don't know when those, when's the last time uh, one of you guys has missed an annual fee? Never?
0: yeah pretty much never not that not not that I'm willing to admit to I'm just well that's why I
1: don't I, I'm sure I have I haven't it. I don't auto pay so. I have none of my bills on auto pay even though that leads to potential issues i mean it's it's always good to have it set up as auto pay for the minimum balance at least um but that's part of the reason I don't do it is because I want to look at it every single one every month and it, it kind of makes me do that so I haven't missed an annual fee posting and paid it since then but because of that, I think but I know yeah. plenty of people do it, especially. Uh, cough, cough, Bethany. <laughs> Dang, is she even in the
2: chat? <laughs> Calling her out. Um, yeah, I mean, I used to not auto pay, but then I found I had too many cards and then I was like forgetting to check. And I wouldn't, I had, n- I never got to the point where I got hit by a late fee, but I was like close. You know how like they give you an extra 15 days. Um, so, you know, I kind of stopped doing that. Anyway, in the process of checking all my city stuff, you know, and I felt like I was like working the rust off of my credit card game just because I haven't like paid attention at all in months. But, um, in the process of going through all that, I was going through my spreadsheet and I was like, Oh crap. Like I haven't gotten a new thank you card in over two years and I haven't canceled any of my old thank you cards either. So I was like, okay, well, I guess it's time to get a new thank you card. Uh, also I have a prestige annual fee coming up. And so, uh, I, went ahead and signed up for the City Thank You Premier and amazingly got instantly approved for guess how much the credit line is it's a uh, huge guys huge $4500
1: Forty
0: forty nine
2: hundred $4900 okay i gave it to you guys in the chat but it was 49 <laughs> it was $4900 but this is why i want to cancel the city aa card before i applied for the thank you premier because my city aa converted double cash is a 19000 credit line so i figured if i'd canceled that before I would have gotten a bigger credit line for the thank you premiere and city is like so annoying with reallocating credit lines these days. But anyway, so I got a new thank you premiere it should be 60,000 thank you points after $4,000. So
1: that's, what's so stupid about the pro rating, not pro rating annual fee, because you could just downgrade it, wait for the credit to post and then close the card anyway. So what's the difference? And I thought like Massachusetts, don't they have laws that they have to pro rate all annual fees? Yeah, no, I am pretty
2: sure that I could have canceled and it would have been fine. But I guess I decided like, you know, I was just deciding everything quickly. And once I kind of get my mind set on something, I just want to do it, right? And so I was like, I'm applying for this thank you premiere, like whether I cancel this AA card or not. So, you know, I decided to do it. So, you know, I got the $4,900 credit line, which kind of sucks, um, especially with a three X at grocery right now. But, you know, what are you going to do? Um, I, I mean, I have plenty of grocery uh, spend, cards to use anyway. So yeah. So those are my adventures with City this week. I don't I don't know if you guys feel this way. Um, but I felt like so rusty just going through the mental process of like, do I want this card? Do I cancel this card? What happens if the credit line? So I don't know if you guys
1: feel that way or you know you've been keeping more up to date. I feel like I'm kind of rusty and everything just because you're not, you know, you're not booking stuff, you're not looking for stuff, you're not researching as much. So I feel like everybody out there is a little bit rusty. I don't think anybody's kept up with up to date on everything the way they normally would just because there's not as much incentive to do it. So I don't think you're alone there.
0: And our credit card situations are admittedly more complicated than most people's, I'd say. I mean, I know that hardcore travel hackers and stuff like that have 20 plus cards, but the average person doesn't. So I think we, we require a bit more energy and mind space to like think about this stuff and keep up with it. And then, as you said, this, the last five or six months have just been so many other things kind of getting into our mind that we haven't had the time to to keep up with it. So yeah, I totally agree with you there. I've been, I have to do some applications soon and I have to really sit down and kind of get my mind back wrapped around that. But I have to, you know, to, to speak of the theme of this show, I have to do a mortgage refinance first. So that's like the first priority and then getting into the credit cards, because I am about to fall back below 524 myself. So that's an exciting, exciting time. I'm
1: doing a refinance too, uh, even though we just refinanced a year ago to pull money out. Because we went with the same guy for the the cottage purchase. And he's like, you know, you should refinance and drop down 15 years. Your payment will go up like 40 bucks. And you're cutting hundreds of thousands of dollars off um, in interest because you're chopping the loan in half. So I just texted him this morning. and was like, all right, let's roll with that too. He's like, okay, perfect. Because we already have all the info, so we can just do it. How many houses you bought, Mark, in the last year? <laughs> it feels it feels like you bought like six houses. No, I've just um, I've just gotten like four mortgages.
2: That's a- <laughs> four mortgages for one. <laughs> um on the on the whole 524 thing? Oh, that's the other thing I meant to uh, first, I hope regular listeners do not miss the irony that last week when Sean was like, what card are you guys going to get next? I was like, oh, I'm not thinking about getting any cards. And, you know, I haven't thought about it at all. And, of course, like a week later, I've already applied and approved, gotten approved for a card. But last week I did say that, you know, I was so close to dropping for below 524 that, you know, I'm holding off. But then I realized that I'm going to drop below 524 next March. However, I applied for three cards in March, two years ago. So, all three of those are going to drop off. So, I actually can apply for two personal cards between now and March and still stay below 524. So, um, that's what I'm looking forward to doing. One last question for you guys since I am rusty, my city prestige, the annual fee is going to be next month. And I'm thinking about waiting until January to cancel getting the prorated annual fee, but then using the travel credit in January before I uh, cancel get the prorated annual fee back. You think that makes sense or should I just cancel
1: it now and not bother? probably makes sense. I mean, money-wise, it makes sense, I think. If you know you can use the travel credit. I mean, even if you just buy gift cards or whatever. Or I sure think you should simplify your life.
0: Simplify <laughs> your life.
2: Yeah. I That's why I'm torn. That's why I'm torn. It's like, money-wise, I'm like, oh, I think I can make like $50. But maybe it's not worth making the $50. <laughs> so the you guy-
1: just
0: said it. You just answered your own question right there.
1: Says the guy that's hold on to a Sapphire Reserve just because he's too lazy to cancel it. You know you're going to get stuck with the prestige for a whole nother year.
2: Yeah. Come back in uh August 2021
0: when I have the same exact discussion. All right. And let's move on to rapid fires. Mark, you want to start us off with an update to like Chase has been shutting people down and you had a couple articles covering it, but uh there's an update on that, right?
1: Yeah, so I I you know, I noticed an interesting thing. I yeah, you know, I had like 6 7 data points of within a, a few days of each other of women getting shut down by chase. And most of them were player two accounts, like a wife or, you know, a spouse, that type of thing. And it, it was various reasons, you know, spending not enough credit history, all this kind of wild stuff. But it, when you compared it to the player one's accounts, it was pretty much the same. So, you know, they were they targeting women, women, what was going on? Was there an issue with uh, they updated their uh, system and they're doing background checks on everybody and, and it negatively affected that demographic. I don't. It was so weird. So we wrote about that. And then a couple of days later, uh, a few of them reached out to me. They gave me the data points and said their accounts were reinstated after about a week, a little over a week of getting shut down. And there was no notice from Chase. They didn't call in. Chase just reactivated all their accounts. So it's a bizarre situation. I, I'm not sure if it's their algorithm is different now. And they caught that it was going haywire and closing accounts it shouldn't. Or if this is like a new financial review, normally they just freeze one card that they're focusing on. American Express is one that freezes the whole account. Um, so maybe they're getting more detailed in their financial reviews, but the letter, they got a letter about a shutdown. So that doesn't really make sense either. So nobody really knows. Um, it was interesting. Uh, it went on Google news and there's a lot of people not in the travel hacking community that um, commented about getting shut down. So it seems like a lot of people have been getting shut down by Chase that have nothing to do with rewards abuse or credit card signups or anything like that. So I found that the most interesting part, to
0: be honest. It's very strange and it seems like somebody made a big mistake at Chase, but uh, we know that they've been tightening they've tightened across the board in their credit cards and certainly they're reevaluating the relationship. So I wonder if it's just a matter of if they made the algorithm too strict or they made some sort of mistake, but it's clear that Chase is going through reviewing accounts and making sure that they want you to be their customer.
1: And this is after them uh, having double hard pulls from the same credit file. Like when you applied for a card early August, you were getting double pulled from the same bureau. It wasn't like they were pulling two bureaus. They were pulling twice from the same bureau. And people had to reach out to get that uh, removed. They weren't proactively doing it. They didn't even know what was going on. So I think they have some IT issues going on right now. And that could be because people are working from home more or whatever. But yeah, it's definitely a weird situation.
2: It's like they're well, doing their best city impression,
0: yeah. IT wise. It's just like so bad. But yeah, we'll have a link to Mark's articles in the in the show notes so you guys can go through it. Definitely worth checking out the, the update and the original article as well about it. And then uh, for my rapid fire, we're gonna talk timeshares because I know that's Mark's favorite topic. And you received a I, I'm talking about it, I guess, because you already did the other one, but I you received a pretty cool timeshare offer. Two hundred and sixty-nine dollars to travel within twelve months. Well, you get four nights at the Sheraton Vistaña Villages in Orlando, which I have not stayed there, but I have seen it. It looks pretty nice. I was actually supposed to stay there last year, and I had to cancel that. Plus, you get so four nights plus fifteen thousand Bonvoy points, or randomly a hundred dollar gift card to Planet Hollywood at Disney Springs.
1: Yeah, very I mean, specific. I don't know why they yeah that. like who wants to go to Planet Hollywood? Come on would have just been like a Disney gift card. I would have taken that over the points. The interesting thing was it wasn't a timeshare sales pitch as the one Twitter commenter said (laughs) requirement. So it was just kind of like a package that they're offering. I don't know if it's to get people on property. This is the second time I've gotten it from them in like the last two or three years. And I did not take them up on it either time, (laughs) even though I should. I mean, I would have, I would have, if there wasn't a pandemic going on uh, this time around, but I know some people called in and were able to get it extended out past 12 months. So maybe I should. There is a number in the comments that you can call if you're interested. People that weren't targeted are able to get the offer too, it seems like, in the comments. So No timeshare sales pitch? Nope. There was like no no, just- no requirement for a timeshare sales pitch. So they're just trying to get you on the resort. Man. And then they'll probably offer you like a $200 or something if you do a sales pitch while you're there too. I mean, it works out to be less than
0: 50 bucks a night, right? I mean... Yeah. You factor in the points. So I mean, it's probably a good deal if you're going to be there anyway.
1: You can gorge out at Planet Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, what does a hundred
0: dollars buy you at Planet Hollywood? Like a burger?
1: A T-shirt. I like going okay. to Disney Springs, though. You know, I love Disney Springs, so I'm tempted. I mean,
0: you should do it, Mark. You should do it. Four four nights down in Orlando. Hang out at the McDonald's every single night. Here we go. We can do that for you. So. So you go got a rapid fire? You got a rapid fire for us? Or you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I got a quick rapid fire, just kind of going along with uh, getting rusty and. I'm not paying attention to things. I do not have a lot of things on auto pay for example, I don't have my mortgage on autopay. I don't have my uh, electric bill on auto pay like my electric bill I overpay it using visa gift cards generally so I'll pay like 500 dollars at a time and that will last me a couple months. Uh, my mortgage I uh, used to do a lot of plastic sending it and then what I realized is like especially over the summer combined with um, you know everything that's going on, I just like have forgotten like I I straight up got my electric bill today and they're like, Hey, by the way, you forgot to pay last month. Um, So, you know, I know a lot of us, I think what happened, what happened was after March, like I just totally broke my rhythm. And so it was just my rapid fire is just a reminder to like, you know, check in on those things that you might've had a rhythm going before um, you started staying at home 24 seven and, you know, uh, make sure that you clean that stuff up. So, you know, I put my, so I just put everything back on auto pay. Um, you know, I'm not going to be using plastic for my mortgage right now. You know, I'm not going to um, mess with the Visa gift cards for my electric bill for now, you know, just to keep things simple, just because I got so much else going on. Like we said, school starting, I got so many different things to worry about there. So, you know, I can't handle it. So I'm putting stuff back on auto pay. So I guess you said it, Sean, simplify your life uh, when you can right now.
0: All right. Yeah, I agree with you. We have lots of articles that Mark and I have written over the years about not getting into too deep. Choosing your deals, choosing your battles, and you at certain points in life you can handle more than you can at others, and being aware of that is a good thing. And it's a good thing that they have a moratorium on foreclosures in, in Massachusetts, or else you might have lost your house for, for getting to getting the, the mortgage. Last year. <laughs> like I said,
2: it's almost it's almost paid
1: off.
0: So I th- at least it, that's I think why it he's sweating now. He, he didn't pay
1: the electric bill, so he's sweating. For- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need it. You know that that
2: house that house on the Cape had uh, central air conditioning and i was like we just need a new house man i just I just can't can't deal yeah. with this suffering anymore i don't know how they do in europe
0: central air is amazing
1: i don't understand in europe like put some screens on your windows man like why do you want 4700 bugs coming in your house at night cuz you open the windows cuz one you don't have any air conditioning and two you don't have screens like we should just move to europe and open up a screen business we'd make so much money i'm saying man i'm saying let's do it
2: you think you think reselling kayaks makes money Imagine if you start selling some screens in Europe.
1: It's crazy though. Uh, when I was sleeping at an Airbnb in Amsterdam, like I was on the third floor, and I had to open up the window because it was hot. And I'm like, man, there's going to be like a bird coming in here <laughs> or something. It's so bizarre.
0: Americans like our ice, and we like our screens. That's just the- and
1: our red solo cups.
0: Yes. There you <laughs> go. And many other things that we will I- discuss in a future show.
1: My dream my dream is to go to an American party where they all drink out of solo cups in Europe. I, I think it would be the most fun thing ever.
0: And wear like togas, like a, yeah. like a, mock, <laughs> a mock American toga party. And they wear, my like, dream is just... Go, you go to Rome party. and you go to a party that's mocking Americans wearing the Roman toga. That's, way
2: that's so meta. But yeah, my yeah. dream is to go to any party,
0: anytime within the next year.
2: <laughs> I hate parties, but I'm down. I'm down.
0: All right. And with that, we are going to close out the show. Thank you so much for listening, Joe. When people aren't listening to this show, where can they find you uh, during the week?
2: Yeah. So you can connect with me online at as Joe flies. If you find me on my Twitter, you can find links to everything there. My newsletter, other podcasts, all that stuff. What about you, Mark?
1: You can find me at Detroit, Mark on Twitter, email me market miles to memories.com comment on any of the articles on the website. I'll go back to you there. Uh, Facebook groups. We got uh, three, four of them. You can join, um, And I'm in
0: there all the time. How about you, Sean? Well, I'm officially changing my nickname to Vegas, Sean. There you go. I feel like uh, I got to keep up with Mark. Uh, So now you can find me on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. We are going to be having a big giveaway. So look for that. Like in the next week, we'll announce it next week on the podcast. We're about to hit 5,000 subscribers. So we're going to do a big giveaway for that. And of course, uh, as Mark said, we have our Facebook groups and then memoriescom with 50 posts a week or so on the latest travel, things like the Tonga, analyzing credit cards, deals, all that good stuff. As always, thank you so much for listening. memoriescom forward slash podcast for this show and everything related to it. Share it with friends. Let people know that we are here. Subscribe. Leave us great reviews. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Well, how about, uh, I was going to try to transition to combo, but I had a good one. And then I I was like, no, it's not going to work. Speaking of sunsets. Well, do you have anything else to add? I really should. I mean, are we good with this topic or are we moving on? Um, I'm just looking at the time. So I think it's good. I can can ask you a follow up if there's something else you wanted to say.
2: No, we can move on.